of white powder that I don't know anything about. Like <laughs> that's how we just started this episode. Okay. Mid sentence saying strange oriental. <laughs> so good racism right out of the gate. Right. Well yes. done, Rafiq. Yeah. Uh, this is called So How About This. So How About This. And my name is Alan Dempsey. And I am Rafiq Shaheen. And with us is our very talented friend. Stephen Henry. Stephen Henry. How long have you been making with the Yuck Yucks, Stephen Henry? Just a little over two years. Two years? Yeah. How, how you feeling? I, I'm out of the scene. I haven't seen any of the new guys. How you feeling? You're, you're not good. missing anything. I'm not missing anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're better off not being I, part of it. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Um, but you're feeling good? You're feeling confident? You're feeling... Oh, no. Never. Like, no, why never. would I do that? <laughs> yeah, that's you're a comedian. What yeah. Do I do? yeah, you would think doing this more and more often would make you feel more confident, but I don't know. I feel really. like it's the opposite. Like, yeah. Like, the longer I'm in, it's like, well, it's getting laughs, but I don't feel like it should. Right, yeah. That's always <laughs> You're mad at them yeah. for liking you? Yeah. No, don't, don't laugh at that, you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, like you want to turn like comedy heel on him? It's like, you're wrong. You're wrong to like this. Idiots. I hated myself when I wrote it. I, that's how, so like, the, my big closer, like, that's how I feel about it every time I use it. Right. Because I, I wrote that line as part of a tag for like a joke that I consider infinitely better. But like, the joke never worked. The tag always worked. Mm. And now, every time I do it, I'm like, ha! Fuck! <laughs> like, yes. Like, I can't believe you guys can like that part. Like, <laughs> fuck you. I don't know, man. I just, I never approached it that way. For me, it was always like, I if I didn't believe in it, I just threw it out. Well, I, I don't know. So I go back and forth of like, especially when you're getting paid. I yeah. go like, they paid you to do a show. To make sure that everybody's having a good time. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm sure. not going to go too far left of field. I mean, definitely, you got to dig yourself out of holes. So, I mean, I've definitely had those sets where I was, like, doing exactly what I wanted. It was eating massive pie. And it was like, all right, let's go to the dick stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. just, we can all, the old uh, Bill Hicks line, we can all rest on the purpley vein stalks, <laughs> you know. And so, like, I mean, I definitely had those dig myself out moments, but, like, in terms of this is a thing that I do, I didn't, even, like, if it was a, if it was a moment in time, you know, if it was a, it was a line about depression, mm-hmm. but I had kind of started doing better with my depression in that regard, I would stop doing that joke, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't know, it was just always, if I wasn't really feeling like it was coming from in me in some way, I'd... Just didn't feel right. I know it's like to me it's like seventy thirty. It's like seventy percent of like stuff you want because that's who you are and what you want to be, and thirty percent of like, hey, if you guys loved me, perfect. Here's some stuff for like the people for the rest of you. Yeah, (laughs) like the people who got dragged out here because your wife loves me and you just hate my face. (laughs) Like, you hated everything about my set, but you're like, oh, dick jokes. I can tell this at a, like, the office Christmas party and then get, like, in trouble with HR tomorrow. Like, that's, that's the one bit you get and then we both move on. Like, what do you think? I feel like with, with comedy, I feel like, you know, the practicing, the open mics, I feel like that is where you're actually, like, engaged in the sport of comedy. And then, like, when you're at the show, it's like you're the fucking Harlem Globetrotters. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you're just out there doing shit that, like, you're... Like, it's it's cartoonish that it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, because if you look at the, the people who are really good in the scene, like, if you look at someone like Cam, I don't think Cam is thinking a whole lot about what he's doing when he's doing shows. True. When he's... he's Digging? Yeah, because he's not trying. Like, you don't... Well, he's trying. Let me back yeah, yeah, that yeah. up. I know what you mean. He's, he's not, like, you know, having to work shit out because, like, he's like, I know this works. Sure. Right. And it's, like, one of those things when you do shows, you're like, I, I know this works. And it's it's almost boring, but it's, like, it's the part you work to get to. Sure. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Conan O'Brien said something like that recently on, like, an NPR interview where he was talking about, like, 
and I really related to this because he was talking about like depression and anxiety, but he was saying the reason that he felt so comfortable on stage is because like you practice, 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 and then you get on stage and you're not thinking. Yeah. Like you're just there in the moment doing the thing, and like I can understand what you're talking about because I, I some of my best nights on stage it's when I go like I'm flying. Like, I'm, I'm, I know the trapeze act. I know I'm going to jump here. And then the bar is going to be waiting for me <laughs> over there. And the nights that suck the most is when you go, the bar is waiting for me. Oh, shit, it's not. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's one of those things I feel like where when you're doing it, you're like almost an animatronic. Like, not only do you know what you're saying and how you're pacing it, but you know exactly what parts of your body are moving, where yeah. you're standing on the stage. And, like, that's the thing that's funny, because, like, you'll watch people, you'll watch people grow from, like, open mics to shows, and you'll see them, and then they get to, like, a main stage at one of the clubs, and you see them doing it the exact same same way that it's been working for the past three months. Yeah. Same rhythm. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how many many comics do we know where it's, like, we know a bit that we can all do of theirs, like, word for word? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because you've just, it's, like... Oh, I saw you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at open mics for like nine months, and this is the one bit that stuck yeah. that entire like nine months. But at the mics, that's what I'm saying. Like you're working out. I'm going to stand at the center of the stage to deliver this punchline. I'm gonna have my right hand out to here, and my left. and it's like right. by the time you get to the shows, it's just like you're not even thinking. You're thinking of the next joke. Yeah, I- I've always had a hard time with that though because like there's. There's a lot of moments that I talk to other comics where they go, yeah, you know, like, I was thinking about, like, what would happen if I turned my back on the audience to do this? And, like, my brain just is, like, it's like when, you, when like, you're playing a video game or, like, you're watching, like, a movie and, like, a flashbang goes off and you just hear, like, that tinnitus sound in your ears. That's going through my head the whole set. Like, no thoughts, <laughs> no inclination. It's just like, oh, hey, we're here. We're doing that. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, yeah, this is what I turned. Like, this is, this is how you do it every single time. Yeah. Like, Yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever approached it that way. I, 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 I get why people do, but I, I'm sure I've said this on this podcast a thousand times, but my whole style was so conversational mm-hmm. that if I didn't feel like... <clears throat> I'm going to use the words answer back, but I don't actually want the audience to talk back to me. But It's called rhetorical, but... Yeah. Like if, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what I was going to say, what I was going to say was, I, I want the audience to answer back. I don't want them to physically go, yes, I agree with you, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I need, I need that we are communicating, and the, the nights where the audience was kind of cross-armed those are the nights I usually did really badly because mm-hmm. it was like I, I don't have I don't have any branches here yeah. Yeah. because it's not just about me spinning plates it's about me going hey let's spin some plates I'm giving you the pole I'll spin you know what I mean so <clears throat> that whole thing of being real calculated about I always lift my arm I think for me that stuff came naturally like there was a joke that I always if I made it big and made an arm gesture just it was just naturally funnier mm. so I just kind of started naturally doing it and not even realizing I was doing it every time you know because you're having that same conversation you've had right 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 like if I'm sitting here right right now I'm, I'm a very gesticulating guy so if I'm just we got a having, lot of space <laughs> if I'm just having this conversation with the two of you and I'm not making this arm move I'm just I'm just having this conversation I mean that just yeah. changed the entire energy yeah. Of what I was doing there, you know. Well, it looks more like you're playing with your dick since you put your hands between well, your back. Well, I don't know how to play with your dick, but I definitely wouldn't have completely static arms that weren't moving in any way. You're not just doing all wrists. <laughs> I'm not that good. I, uh, I mean, maybe. Can you tell? Can you tell? I'm right. This is all wrists. This is all wrists. This is all wrists. Yeah. No, I mean, I've always... To me, the overthinking and the thing that kills me, like, confidence-wise in comedy is I go up on stage, there's no thought, and then the moment I set foot off stage, like, my brain just comes awash. And, like, hey, man, remember when you fucked this up? Or remember when you 
we're going to say this word, but you forgot it because you're too fucking stupid. So instead you said this word, and that's the reason why nobody laughed at this moment. Do you Are, like, are you kind of incapable of pulling yourself out in the moment on stage? Well, the, I, get, I guess that's... Yeah, I guess that's the way you would phrase it. To me, it's like, I am completely there. Mm-hmm. Like, there... I am on stage and there's there's no before or after. <laughs> like, <laughs> like being under anesthesia. Yeah. <laughs> You're going under comedy surgery every day. It's an open mic twilight. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very weird because, like, the thing that's actually helped me recently, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. Drugs? Yeah, I mean, I wish. <laughs> I really wish. But, like, I, I think the thing that's been helping me recently is, like, there's always, even though that's how I am on stage, there's always a little portion of my brain that goes like, ah, we didn't get them this time. We'll get them next time if it's a bad set. But, like, I have been approaching every set recently with the notion of, like, this is it. Like, th- if you had to end it tonight, this would be your comedy legacy. Mm. There's no more second chances. So, like, how, like, what are you going to do, man? How, how are you not going to fuck this up? Right. <clears throat> Brian Regan one time, I probably told you this. Brian Regan said, he "He's saying that to Rafiq, to be clear." He's saying that to me. Yes, Brian Regan was, came into yeah. my apartment one day. No, no, I'm, I'm saying he was pointing at him because like nobody knows. <laughs> no, he said that he always wants to be better than the audience. So if the audience is bad, he wants to be good. Ah. If the audience is good, he wants to be great. If the audience is great, he wants to be excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That I feel like if you don't respect the audience, you'll always be better than them. Right. <laughs> well, it's like you it's fucking like, animals yeah. don't even deserve to laugh. It's like you pieces of shit, you're lucky I came out here. That's a pretty good set. That was a pretty good set. I'm here to cast my pearls before swine, and if you don't like it, you are swine. I'm a genius. That's what I'm gonna, if I can get back into it, that's what I'm going to start my, every yeah. set from now on. I am here to cast my pearls before swine. Throw a drink in someone's face. <laughs> Just go up and it's like sup incels and it's like, like does he know he's at the ABNs? <laughs> yes, you've all had thousands of partners, some of you today. But in my world, you are still nothing. <laughs> believe I asked and then just go into my normal voice right. yeah. like start with that weird English guy and then just turn into this guy <laughs> demand a guy with a trumpet come out before okay. you, <laughs> Did you guess he's the top? great Alan Dempsey <laughs> presiding <laughs> I want that in life I just want a guy behind <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of, stuff like that is the reason why I could not win the lottery and ever be like a normal person. Yeah, like 100%. have I ever told you? Oh, yeah. you haven't. Told, I'm gonna interrupt you. You have a full time bugler budget, <laughs> right? Like that's the kind of shit I would do. Here's my hold on. I know you're gonna give me a stupid rich fantasy. Okay. Here's my stupid. You know, like you have your mansion, but then also like those guys that have like their mansion and then they're just acres of like a maze or whatever you know I want my acres of a maze or whatever and I want wild untamed dachshunds (laughs) roaming my property they will never be uh, coddled they will never be fed they will never be like helped by the humans I just want to see what wild dachshunds accomplish as an actual feral pack That's, that's my Crazy rich fantasy. Watching dachshunds take down an elk. <laughs> you want hungry, angry wiener dogs. Yes. In, in a maze. <laughs> or is the maze not part of well, it? Well, it doesn't have to be. It's just on my grounds. Like, we sometimes deer show up. Oh, what's that? That's the herd of dachshunds <laughs> that live here. That nobody has ever, like, named or pet. It's like we, it's like we don't go out at night. We lost Johnny to the dachshunds <laughs> last year. I think I just know they're so poorly functional as an animal that I just want to know if they could actually survive by themselves without being cared for by humans. Did you did you hear about that in Detroit, by the way? About the wild dachshunds, dachshunds right? It, it's not, they're not necessarily wild dachshunds, but like 
Some neighborhoods of Detroit have been abandoned for so long. So they're overrun with feral dogs. Yeah. The dogs are starting to become wolves again. Yay! Like they, they've just, like, it's been like five or six generations for them. So they're starting to go back to being like, oh, this is a really wolf-like feature <laughs> in this husky. That's fantastic. Because it was already a wolf-like dog. <laughs> That's that makes that fills me with goodness. Yeah. What was your crazy rich fantasy? Uh, oh, I was gonna tell you. So, like, I've always had the fantasy of like, if I won the lottery, this is how I would quit my job. I would hire the Boston Tabernacle Choir <laughs> <laughs> to come in. So you have to fly him in. Yeah, fly him in, right? I last day of the job, I quit. I bring in whatever uniform I've got. I put it in a fucking garbage bag like in somebody's office I walk out and then like I pull away for like a tuck shirt underneath and I conduct them through an entire chorus of glory hallelujah on my way out and then I leave but they stay behind for four hours singing and that way everyone's like is he coming back like what (laughs) how long are they gonna be here like are they there because you didn't pay them? Like, <laughs> no, I love. I they're like, a collect choir. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah, accept that the would choir. Be so great. <laughs> <laughs> and they turn around at the end and they're like, "Do you guys accept the charges for this?" By the <laughs> I heard there's a story about Gallagher when he he was like working insurance before he got into comedy, and when he realized he couldn't do insurance anymore, he came I, he came into work in a pinstriped gangster suit with a hat and a little toy Tommy gun and just started like diving over tables <laughs> and sliding under stuff and having like this Tommy gun fight with nobody <laughs> until they fired nice. him. Nice. Which is a beautiful story. I can just imagine Gallagher with the insurance sales pitch. It's like, you know, you got this car and you just put some watermelon on the <laughs> <Yes>. table. <laughs> what if your car were this watermelon? <laughs> Here's a garbage bag. You'll need it. <laughs> Have you ever seen what happens when lightning hits a car? <laughs> it's not unlike a mallet hitting a watermelon. Oh. I like um, I like the idea he gets to sale every time. They're like, you know what? I wasn't gonna buy car insurance, but you know what? He sold me on it. Yeah, right? and I really hate watermelon. Right? So it's really all it took. So I, I think we can uh, I think we can move on to uh, our ongoing long running segment, and it's called uh, "What's Making You Miserable This Week, Rafiq." So it's funny. No, it's never, it never. There's not a pause. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that thing where you have to like you look a certain way to access your visual information. None of that. Just <laughs> instant. Yeah, yeah. You, you might want to hold on to that one because what I was about to say is I'm doing this thing where I'm gonna I'm gonna date this month super hard by saying this, but it's the holiday season, mm-hmm. right? And I was telling uh, Stephen about this before we you got here, but, like, I love the holidays. The holidays are the one time a year that, as a species, we sit down and we go, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, 30 days. I mean, unless, we, unless you're a dirty Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, we fuck it up royally every single year but like I go or someone says happy holidays to you right and then so it's when you like, go all the way up right yeah and then someone's like yeah you want to fucking fight about it happy <laughs> holidays my ass they're like this is why I open carry and right. they just take it <laughs> 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 if someone's gonna tell me happy holidays this is what Christ would do keep the Christ in Christmas and in this Glock this is like, why I love Die Hard <laughs> but like I, I am trying to this month just stick with that Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Let me know in a week how I can do that for you. I, I will admit, I've, I've been smiling at people. I haven't been calling them pieces of shit in my head. Like, I have been actively... Is it that smile where you're gritting your teeth, though? or is it like... <laughs> It's very close to it. Well, it, it, it is very weird because, like, usually in my head, especially... At the day job, there's a huge impetus to be like, oh, these fucking losers. You know, like, because you're dealing with essentially drug addicts all day. Right. Right. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, 
in my head, especially this month, I am trying to be more cognizant of like, hey, don't say that. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men, right? Like, just give a shit about these fucking losers. You would know be great. For like 30 days. You'd be great if, is if people listening have no context and like they think you work in a psych ward or something. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> these losers need their drugs. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm a nurse at the ICU. Like, oh, look at, this, look at me. I'm a burn patient. <laughs> 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 Roasted. Yeah. <laughs> burned. Get it? Burned because you got burned. That guy got caught on fire. Um, Rafik has been real, uh, real good about uh, being secretive about where he works. He'll say really coded things like the casino from the tribe in this town, and I don't think anyone's gonna crack right. that fucking no. Illuminati code right there. Not once. It, it's an enigma. It's an. <laughs> it's, it's really crazy how uh, you know deep dive he goes with his secretive. Yes. You, you want to know how this, you want to know how much disrespect I have for this company? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you should do. Why don't you talk about it on a microphone? <laughs> I, I will say that. Like, so I got recently invited to a holiday Christmas party where that office. Rented out an entire theme park for six hours, mm-hmm. right? Meanwhile, my company makes you pay to go on a bus trip to one of our own properties, oh so you God. can then gamble with your paycheck. Aren't the <laughs> aren't the other casinos like really far away? Yeah. So yeah. you get to buy your own bus ticket <laughs> to be in a bus for hours. With co-workers. With co-workers that you can barely tell where they work. Are they just co-workers or do you have like the Greyhound vagrants on the bus too? <laughs> That's a good it's question. Just, be, just people wandering in. They're like, yeah, I work for this corporation. That's my pee. <laughs> well, no, I think, I'm going to play the slots know. until I can win my stoma surgery. <laughs> Laugh harder because I have heard people say shit like that. Before. <laughs> Put a quarter in, get a tube out. Oh, dude, I, this made me so sad last year. But I remember it was like the, it was like one of my first days there, and some poor girl came up to me and she's like, "I need help," and I was like, "Oh, what's wrong? Like, is everything okay?" She's like, "Yes, I gambled away." All the money I had for Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> and my mom is gonna kill me. And part of me wanted to be like, "You ignorant child! <laughs> like, why would you even consider? At, like, why would you admit that to anybody? Just say you got robbed. Just I, tell your mom you got that's robbed." That's a beautiful story. She gave her money to Native Americans <laughs> on Thanksgiving. That's lovely. I, I, I think. My major concern with that is what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, like, people, I'm sorry for your problem. Pe- people, for some reason, people think like, oh, if I go and talk to them, they'll give me my money back. Okay. As, as if like, oh, you won? I'm sorry, we're just going to keep the money we're going <laughs> right, to give you. Right. And you're going to have wow. to try again. Like you're yeah. going to pull out your phone, help yourself, and go fund me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's what we can do. Please help poor Becky. Uh, she has made terrible life choices. <laughs> you all know Becky. Just give her some money. She needs it. Uh, but yes, you I... You tell her, what What do you want to bet I don't give a shit? <laughs> How much do you have in your pocket? <laughs> I'll take a D, I don't give a shit. Because I got a one million to one shot. <laughs> then I might like this. <laughs> But, like, yeah, and people do that constantly. Like, and that's the reason why it's so hard, like, during the rest of the year to, like, you're always kind, you're always courteous, but there's always a little voice in the back of my head that has, like, almost zero respect for these people because, like, they come in, they play these games, they lose because the games are not designed in their favor, and then for some reason they feel like they're entitled to, like, Something special. Well, they had a better attitude that day. Like, they, they were going to win because of their attitude. Right? Yeah. And it's like, 
you'll do that, and then you're like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, that's not how this works. And then they will just be racist for, like, <laughs> ten minutes, being like, these Native Americans, these Indians, and you're just like, yeah, because that's going to change my mind. <laughs> you know what I really like is the they, go, they go in, they ask for their money back, and they're like, oh, you'd like us to just give it back. <laughs> what right? would you call that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We offer you this necklace of beads. <laughs> um, I, I, I used to laugh all the time because there's a store there that's manned by the tribe, right? And they sell, I kid you not, fleece blankets. Of course they do. <laughs> and so there's always a part of me that sees people staring at those things and I'm like, buy it. Buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, you fuck, buy it. There's I, no way this will go bad. Right. <laughs> Someone coughing into the blanket. Right, exactly. I, I go, that we would We make, make him me, right here. <coughs> that would make me so happy. Like, <laughs> And just because they're fleeced, too. Because I'm like, oh, you guys don't even notice the irony in this. It like, really absorbs the typhus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and typhus and tears. <laughs> so it was like, there's a trail of them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm no longer comfortable with where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Spe- yep. Speaking of Native Americans, I, I want to... No, He's going to lean in on this. <laughs> I, I Everybody listen close. I, I am going to ask you guys Listen, this question. Real close, Lauren Michaels. Turn it up. <laughs> because so, I actually had this conversation with somebody recently. I told them happy Thanksgiving. I just got that. <laughs> real close, Lauren Michaels. Sorry. Continue. I told them happy Thanksgiving, and their response was happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Right? Who? That, just some people? <clears throat> Happy Indigenous Peoples Who Day. Who said this back to you? Oh, this was another comic when okay. I wished them Happy Thanksgiving. Right? Were they doing it in a shitty No, they, they, way? Were do, they were doing like, it. Yeah, I'm saying the stupid thing. No, they were being sincere okay. because I asked them about it, and this was the question I was going to ask you guys. Uh, the response, I, I went, like, isn't Indigenous Peoples Day like what we replaced Columbus Day with? And their response was, any Native or any holiday which has origins in Native American genocide should be renamed Indigenous Peoples Day. Which I go, that sounds fucking confusing because that's like seven holidays. Uh, yeah. But what do you guys think? Do you think it, Do you think they're right? Do you think we should be more inclusive about that kind of stuff? Or do you think it's like you get the one and would, then we all move on? Would you do like D-Day's Nazi Day then? Like, oh, it's, yeah. Wow. Because I mean, like we slaughtered the shit out of some Nazis <laughs> that day. I mean, to me, like, <laughs> Happy Nazi Day. I mean, that's more of like Auschwitz Day. <laughs> I would like to uh, just take this moment to say I, I have not said a lot of the things I've ever <laughs> right. said for the last 10 minutes. It was Alan Dempsey. I did not say a lot of the things that I've yeah. said. See, I, I'm, I'm planning to be canceled before I even begin. <laughs> um, this is tame compared to I'll Die Alone. So. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I, 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 I guess maybe I don't know all the secret aspect or history of what Thanksgiving actually is, but I think, like, okay. We're living in a secular culture now that probably doesn't accept the birth of Christ as real. Mm. So we still appreciate the story of Christmas. So hardened <laughs> atheists will still celebrate Christmas. Like, can't we celebrate the idea of togetherness in Thanksgiving, yeah. even if it's not technically historically accurate? Can't we go like... Yeah, it's more about the just, spirit than the uh, actual... Right. I, mean, I, just, I was never... I'm old. I'm 40. I remember racist no. shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like I remember, I I I'm not sixty where I like remember Kane getting shot. Yeah, you know, but I still grew up in a a world that was reeling from a lot of that crap. Right. You know, and the story I was told in fucking Kentucky was these two people got together and hung out together, and togetherness is good, and we should all be together too. Right. Like, that's what I was taught as a child. You know, like, let's just let the legend, you know. Does anyone, does anyone who celebrates St. George Day think that there were really dragons? 
Yeah. So, you know, it's like nobody really believes that the guy led the snakes out of Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless you're drunk. Well, let the story be the story, you know? Well, there's one of me that goes, like, I think you can tell the truth of the matter, but you can also go, you know, like, this horrible thing happened. By the way, because this horrible thing happened, maybe we should come together as two groups of people. Right. To be thankful that we're not still doing right, that. Sure, like, sure. Maybe we should have some sort of giving of thanks yeah. once a year. I'm, I'm just going to go way out on a limb and say the person who told this to you was a white woman or a white man? <laughs> no. I, you are almost correct, though. It was either a woman or a man. Yes. So you're definitely on the right track. For sure white, though. <laughs> no. That's really? Like, wow. That, that's not actually... Eh, you know, I would make the argument that, like... Well, yeah, I guess actually no, you are right because when you look so at the ca- when you look at the category, <laughs> technically that group of people does fall into white. So yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I do. I totally do. When you started telling that story, I was like, I know who he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it is, it is one of those things where it's like out of respect for that person. It's like okay, you know, cool, but also, you know, it does kind of buzz around in my mind where I go like. Did we really need to do that? It's just weird that like, white that's... people became like the racial Loraxes. Like, <laughs> we speak for the minorities. <laughs> like they come out, it's like we'll save you all from this very offensive holiday so called we'll sa- Thanksgiving. We'll save you from our. Sa- it would be a lot like if the Lorax was cutting down trees. <laughs> <laughs> I speak for myself. Please don't cut down the streets. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to defend the trees. I speak for the trees. Yeah. The trees are like, we can speak for ourselves. Shut up. Some of my best friends are trees. Like, they... (laughs) (laughs) They're like, like, they're really articulate for a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're so well spoken. see me and then there's like three initial reactions they go oh he's hispanic okay the specifically puerto rican is the one i get the most okay. <laughs> they mm. go like then they go people just oh. roll by you yelling wepa yeah and like pretty much <laughs> <laughs> or you'll get like little old hispanic ladies that'll start speaking to me in spanish and they get mad when they find out i'm not spanish yeah, how dare you <laughs> like uh then followed by, oh, okay, so he's not Hispanic. Confusion, what are you? Oh, you're biracial. Oh, that's really neat. Followed by weird levels of racism because, like, they're now shifting modes, but they feel safe around me. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, he's not really black, so I can say this really offensive nonsense that I couldn't <laughs> say to a black person because he's not... Really? You, you know a question I don't envy biracial people Wait. getting? Which one's which? Like, you, was your mom black or your dad black? That's, that's like, the thing is, you get on both sides. I was, like, I'll be like, I hate this question every yeah. fucking time. Dude, this is the thing I've noticed, especially in the black community. The problem I have is black women, like, they look at me and they don't like the biracial thing because they always assume... That's a white woman. Fuck the black guy. Mm-hmm. And there's when you get the when you get real down to it, there's always an implication that it was some white girl who said the n word while they were having sex. Wait, so you said black like, girls were getting upset? Yeah. By the prospect that your mom might be white. Yeah, and but and that's the and like the on the other side of that fence, white dudes because they're colonizing the dick or something. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> white dudes get upset because white guys look at me and they go like, "Oh, it's, it's a, some black guy came and fucked a white girl," and you're like, "Wow, not that's, like 
That's so fucked unhappy. up on both ends. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I don't like that story. That's what yeah. you said. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was dating for eight years mm. a black girl. And she was... In there was a lot of pause there. <laughs> I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some And she was, like, introducing me to this whole world that I thought I knew from, you know, the media. Like, and black she, girl hair trauma? Or did you... Not even that stuff. Just stuff like... Have you guys I talked about black girl hair trauma? Not on the podcast, okay. no. Oh, I can't wait until we have someone on here so we can do that. <laughs> no, not that kind of stuff. I mean, that kind of stuff I kind of already was aware of. Yeah. It was more the, like, I didn't know that among black people, they have their own categorization where they will of call different each other, types like, of black people. Yeah, yeah. They'll call each other red, red or yellow or... Mm. Like, how would I ever... Who would have ever told me a thing like that? Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, so, I found that out because my, my ex started going to nursing school in, like, Tampa, but it was, like, Irwin Tech. So, like, she was with all, like, she was the only white girl in her class. Mm-hmm. And so she came home, she was like, I learned today, I learned about the paper. <laughs> yeah, I, I, learned, I learned nothing about nursing. Yeah. <laughs> I learned about black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was the thing. Yeah, like, segregation didn't, like, end, it just changed forms. Yeah, like, it's just... Uh, <laughs> well, so... One night, I'm out with her and Rafiq. Right. And we sit down, and both of them just kind of start scanning the room. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm just chilling, drinking a beer. Hey, we're at a place. And both of them are just kind of taking a moment and just giving everybody a little look-see. What the hell are you guys doing? And then it wasn't it wasn't just that they were both doing it. Is that they didn't, like, they were like, oh, you don't know? Yeah. I was the outsider. It was like, oh, whenever black people go somewhere, they try to find the other black people just in case the shit throws down. Like, just in case shit pops off, they want to know where everybody is and who's going to instantly be on their side. And I was like, wow, that is fucked up. And so I swear to you, as we're having this conversation, two black guys walk in, one of them scanning and meets the eyes of my girlfriend and Rafiq, and all three of them look at each other like, ah! I I remember that. That was the burlesque night, because Mm -hmm. I remember that happened, and then he came over to us because we gave him the nod, and then as he was, like, walking our direction, I just went like, hey, brother, quick question. You were doing the count. Weren't you? And he was like, yeah. And then he just walked off. Yeah. What's the count? The count is what he's talking about. Is when you walk into like a social setting, like a bar or wherever, you, there is a part of you where you go, how many other minorities are in this room in case race wars happen? Just in case it gets a little clanny up like how many how many of us are in this room right now? Do you do ratios and do you like guys with sha- like white dudes with shaved heads? You count double. So, the, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, <laughs> so the thing I, the thing I've noticed, and this is because I am biracial, is I fall on whatever side has the least numbers. Oh, okay. If there yeah. are if there are fifty black people and forty nine white people. Suddenly, I am every white dude's best friend in that room. You're the, like, oh, hey, yeah. Bro, you're the vice president like, of race yeah. congress. Right. <laughs> like, you split the vote. Right? They're like, oh, yeah, no. Like, I remember him. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. We're cool, man. <laughs> but if it's the reverse. They go some, to give you a fist bump and they miss and you're like. Right. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if, if it's the reverse, suddenly, like, all the brothers are just like, yo, what up, brother? How you doing? And it's like, you guys won't even talk to me. If this were not <laughs> uneven. Survival like. motivator for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, we're at about 40 minutes. I think, I think now is oh, 38 minutes. Yeah. Um, are you aware of our podcast at all? I've right? heard of it. So are you aware of a, a running person yeah. that we've had to struggle with? Yeah. Okay. So and we're sharing this, this is what you this is what you've heard about. Yeah, it's about and, time I got to go. Yeah, so <laughs> I, it's a rite of passage. It is a rite of passage. I I would like to uh, remind everyone that just a moment ago, as I was pulling the CD out, he already was going, "Oh God!" Yeah. Um, he didn't even see the cover, and as I was passing it, he didn't look happy. He looked a little forlorn by this whole process. 
Um, so, have you been dreading this moment oh, yeah. since I hit record? I like that it's got a parental advisory, like it, it was does. available in any store. Sure. Because well, that's what these here. are sold in. Yeah. Like, right. The, that's the, where you get super thin CD cases. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Memorex CDR jewel case. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you it is sold in one store. Uh, it is specifically sold in his store because it's his only CD yeah. <laughs> that yeah. he sells. And the other fun thing is he didn't even know how to scale the fucking lettering, so he's got all this like artifacting. Like it looks like shit. <laughs> uh-huh. See, this is what, you know, what this. Just, I, I, since you are the first guest, does it the actually? Band. It actually is a CDR. Like because yes. it's got that coloring. I you are that. the first guest that we've had who already knew about this, so I am happy to just let you continue to react to the product for I'm, a while. I'm just happy that he spelled funniest without a Y. I thought yes. for sure. I yeah, thought that's where the quality was going to be. <laughs> you, you, you expected zany. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. No, I expected F-U-N-N-Y-E-S. I thought he was going to spell oh, it that wow. way. Oh, wow. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, when a guy's got that level of spray tan and... <laughs> <laughs> he He looks like he's quite familiar with what the gold shoes in the villages mean, you know? Like, he's like... <laughs> He's like, she's down the fuck. Hear these, hear so, these uh, ace bits. So <laughs> these bits always get it. I'm really excited by the fact that we finally have someone who already knew about this. Um, but I don't know if you noticed the uh, the curtain pattern yeah. behind the. So seeing this, we've got the. Uh, this is the survey. Does not meet expectations. Meet expectations. Exceeds expectations. Mm-hmm. Seeing this for yourself. Does not met exceeds expectation. I think it meets. I think meets, it's exactly meets. what I was expecting. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about like this he place? was selling it out of a trunk at a Seven Eleven? Oh yeah. Certainly. I don't um, know. Like he he looks like he would be an extra in a fucking Scorsese movie. He was he in the is. Tarantino movie. <laughs> yes. He's in fucking uh, what's it called? Once Upon uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. He is the waiter. He has a weird discography of like f- famous films that he's been a part of that you would go. I would not even think twice to imagine he would even get a role as an extra in this you movie. Real quick, was he in um, Tim Allen's magnum opus, Big Trouble? Uh, yes, I maybe. think he was. He was in, uh, I'm going to look him up now that we're talking about him, because I did see him in like... His I agent's going to be like, you got some buzz! He was in real fucking <laughs> IDM, IMBB Pro is yeah, off the I, charts this week. I know. We, we are always at the <laughs> hope that we get big enough that all Ed wants to come off. Yes, <laughs> that's all that. I want in life. I, I want to confront this guy directly. This is bumming me out. I can't find him. I've actually looked him up on IMDb before, and now it's not working. You know what we should try? The site's one day? down because too much traffic. <laughs> too many people looking up right now. They came, came through R-A-G-I-N-E. on the. A-G-I-N-E. By the way, you know what I'm really entertained by? We are so used to doing this that we haven't... Like, if this is someone's first episode, they have not a clue what we're talking about right now. Oh, we just haven't go ahead and talk about any it. of what this is, and I'm not gonna. So there we go. Um, fucking shit. What's the name of that movie? Once Upon a Time. You know what's, you know what's great is we did another... We have another segment we do every once in a while called... Uh, uh, cameo cash out. Mm. Do you know the site cameo? Yeah. So like, I always am tempted. I've never done it. I'm always tempted to look up and see if Ed is on oh, that site. Oh, could be. Who if, who would know him? Have you ever looked at um like I think it's Gig Salad? Like, yeah, I've I've looked uh, there. You can see some wild shit. That's, oh yeah. Like local. Yeah, like, I know. That's um, the best. Did like, you see the cow comic? No. Oh, God, I'll pull it up. Well. Um, Alan's doing his shit. Oh, man. I tell you, like, this is... This is the... Again, I, the idea of Ed doing cameos for, like, 2.43 a pop of somebody... Do I not know how to spell this guy's name? It should be... R-E-G. It's one of the fucking case. How do you not... Do you need your glasses? It's, it's, it's Reggie with an E. I thought it was uh, Rajan. Right. You made him Indian? <laughs> oh, you haven't seen that, have you? Oh, well, uh, I don't have the energy for that right now. With, there's he a- was in... <laughs> <clears throat> he was in Celtic Pride. He was in The Mouse. 
Next Stop Wonderland, Code of Ethics, Charlie Wilson's War, Uncross the Stars, Standing Up, Cross. Whoa! He was in a movie called Whoa! <laughs> Combat <laughs> Crunch. The George. The Joey Lawrence argument. <laughs> yeah. Get aways, get aways, W A Z E. Deep Undercover, Checkmate, C Z E C H. Okay. Jesus. Checkmate on Ice. <laughs> Wait. Wh- so that's going to be more racism. But he plays a guy named Moretti in that one. So he's he's doing his. So uh, let me ask you one question: Is Checkmate? What was the one you asked me about, Stephen? Big Trouble. No, I don't see that one. Is Checkmate and Checkmate on Ice two separate <laughs> films? Uh, oh, you know what? I think you might be onto something there. Well, let's consult the old uh, the old IMDb and see what they have to say. Because I bet it's a uh, Checkmate was uh, no, there was not a movie called Checkmate. Okay, but Checkmate on Ice, a Czech immigrant. Oh, it's not even funny. Czech immigrant hockey player with with Ed Regine in it. No, that's true. Alexander Leonov is forced to move to the United States with his parents, although faced with various obstacles. He is determined to turn his dream into reality. So, not only is it called Checkmate on Ice, C G E C H, it is not meant to be racist or. <laughs> okay. It's, it's sincere. Guess the date. That the film Checkmate on Ice came out. Uh, nine, uh, 2001. Give me a date. 2016. Very close. On 2017, two years ago, they thought it would be okay to make a movie <laughs> called Checkmate on Ice. Wow. <laughs> and who did they call? <laughs> but all that. And the machine machine. <laughs> he was first on their list. Now, he drove the project. <laughs> I will defend the movie because the writer is named Gary Karapachan. He might be Czech. The directors are Hovig Kazanjian and the writer Gary Karapachan. So this may be, this is a pass. Okay, <laughs> so so it's two people from the Czech Republic. This is you making a movie called Liberian Lunacy. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Although, let me ask a question. What role did Ed play in said film? Oh, God, you're going to make me look for more things. Oh, I am. Because, and, uh, uh, I really am curious to hear about I, this cow. I, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you. I found it. Um, it's called The Magician. The Magician, <laughs> the comedy magician from Sarasota, Florida. His, his price has started at $200. Um, so, like, to book him? To book him, yeah. Yes. And what, what is, is he dressed like a cow? Does he yeah. bring a cow with him? What? He's, he does a family-friendly magic variety show, which includes magic, comedy, juggling, music, and audience participation. Performs at fairs and festivals across the country. Can tailor a show for your audience. Also, strolling walk-around entertainment available, which I love. You just walk around. <laughs> You're just like, cow. hey, look, magic, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me and my juggling cow, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, Ed the Machine Regime is third build. On Checkmate on Ice. Oh, so he had like a leading role. I think he had a leading role. So when we get our uh, studio set up, we're doing a commentary track, right? <laughs> yes. Of Checkmate, Checkmate on, on Ice. Ice. <laughs> and we have to maybe invite everyone who's ever been on this show and had to sit in the red show. <laughs> so we have to find a way to cram like 17 people. Right. And uh, it'll be worth it. Do like a mystery science. Oh, dude, I can see it now. Do like a mystery science three thousand thing with like comics. Just watch it all end. <laughs> Track number thirty-two is called "Soft Boobs." Wait, there's more. There's more going on over there. Yeah, let's, let's okay. Wait. I want to make sure we're done with this. So he's not even dressed like a no, cow. No, he's dressed like yeah, a cow. He just wears a cow vest. Yeah. So Fuck he's like a cowboy. Cow he's a cow man, man damn it. <laughs> cow man. I am no longer a cowboy. <laughs> he went to a cow mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I need a slide whistle. <laughs> I should put in a slide whistle right then at that moment. Ed's going to so steal that one. <laughs> Track 32 is called Soft Boots. 
He's been doing a lot better lately about actually getting the joke right. to match the track. So it might be about soft boobs. Let's find out together, <laughs> shall we? So this brother and sister have no prom date. So they say to each other, you know, why don't we just go? And I don't want to stay home. Let's just go and we'll just, you know, we'll just have to drink some punch or something. So they decide to go. So they're sitting around the high school gym and everyone's dancing and they're just sipping on the punch. And finally, the brother says to the sister, he says, look, why don't we just dance? He said, you know, we're brother and sister, it won't be anything wrong. We can just dance. So they start dancing. And they go back and they drink some more punch. And this punch has been spiked, so they're starting to feel a little buzz. And now the brother says, well, why don't we go out to the car like all these other couples are doing? So they go out to the car and they start making out. And finally, they start having sex. And her sister says to her brother, wow, you're much lighter than dad. And the brother oh, says, oh, I know, mom what? said that too. Oh, I stepped over some punchline apparently. <laughs> let's, let's rewind that because yeah. you're lighter than dad, all it feels like is having sex. And the sister says to her brother, wow, you're much lighter than dad. And the brother says, yeah, I know, mom said that too. Oh my God. That's that uh, <laughs> is the best joke on this scene, that was so fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I Jesus. We, we've gone. We've gone from. He has turned a corner. Right. We, we've gone from jokes about. But crazy with that much people. setup, it was more like a deposition than. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, number thirty-three is called so, is called brother and sister. It's not called one off. You didn't call it all in the family. Ah. Uh, or family ties. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many mixed feelings right now. I'm proud of him. Or Ancestry.com. Oh, that's uh, a good that, one. That's it. This is too <laughs> new. <laughs> this, this CD's too old and that concept is too <laughs> new for this to go together. Oh my god, dude. So, like, I'm so proud of him for something so fucking dark and he's, horrible. He's been developing and right. refining this set. <laughs> Yeah, of this like, hundred it's, like, it's like it's like we're deeper into the set now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, it was just as bad as any of his other. Like it wasn't the least bit funny. It yeah. just was dark. It, yeah, which sometimes is good. Like if Doug Stanhope just starts going off on some horrifying rant about dead babies or something, it's beautiful. Somehow this. Why didn't I enjoy that? It, 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 this is the sad side of that same track. Well, oh my god! This is the thing I love about these joke book jokes is it's like watching an episode of Law and Order SVU where they, they introduce all these characters and elements you don't need for the joke to work. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, who done it? Well, it definitely wasn't the fucking autistic right. janitor, and it's like, why do you have an autistic janitor? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what was yeah? Just yeah. have a point in the show, I guess. There, so, like, I guess along those lines we're talking about here, it's like, there's a whole thing about them... At the dance. Pro- right, like, but dance... But they finally have sex. Right, like, and here's... The worst thing about this to me... Like, right, Ed's is, hoping for him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I got blue balls halfway through this story. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like more like a personal story that Ed just slipped in. And he was like, oh, I gotta disguise this as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, 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 yeah. Oh God, that time you fucked us. It's what's so poor, fucking poor weird. Sally Regine. <laughs> what's so fucking weird too? She had to take like, the machine. <laughs> that's where he got the name from. Yeah. She's like, oh, baby, you're a machine. You're just like Dad. Oh my God. Man, that's gonna stick with me for life. <laughs> Oh, do you, does anybody the, have the strength for another one? Dad's, you got more to say. So he, the, Dad's a steam engine. He's diesel, man. He's just <laughs> wrecking his sister. <laughs> <laughs> Working her in like an old catcher's mitt. Sorry. Jesus. I did not say <laughs> the thing that I love about this whole nonsense with this joke is like he it's like you got drunk, right? There's no point in time where if you weren't already thinking about so fucking drunk, his sister yeah. Yeah. that you go, Oh, I'm like four more beers in than I should. I guess I should fuck family. 
Wouldn't it be sad if he just got whiskey dick when he finally had the courage to fuck his sister? Right, and like, what the fuck happened? It usually doesn't happen with mom. Right, exactly. What the fuck happened before? Because apparently, sis and bro in the story have been fucking their own parents. Right, incest is is clearly on the table. Table. So like, it's not a novel idea that they would start fucking each other. It's like we we could have done this when we were sober. It's just you know. I mean, I'm already. Fucking mom. Right. I, w- I wanted to go to the dance. That was the big point of the night, is going to the dance. Yeah. It's like that, is it Lot, whose daughter's got him so drunk that he right. fucked him? Yeah. And it's like, even even the monkey biblical times people <laughs> that were first hearing that story were kind of like, now what? <laughs> he got so drunk that he fucked his daughter? <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, God. Alright. Anybody got string for another one of those? Like, it's only 17 seconds long. He's a biblical frat, bro. He's like, hold the hole, bro. Yeah, tap that. He's slapping his wife's salt statue. Well, fuck, I knocked her arm off. Did you ever see that movie about the guy who, like, it's, uh, I can't think of anybody's name now. Ed he, the Machine Regime. Yes, Ed the Machine Regime. He's like, He's existing alongside Moses, so like he thinks that all the Moses stuff is happening to him. History like, of the part world, uh, uh, history of the world, or I no? I can't remember the name of it. And then like at one point, he's running away. Like Lot was told, "Don't turn around." The wife turns around, turns into a pillar of salt. He's running away with his wife, but he didn't get the message. <laughs> right. So then she turns around and like turns into a pillar of salt. I can't remember the name of this movie. Uh. That's uh, it's it's the the British guy that was funny who played Arthur, that guy. Oh, uh, Russell Brand. The other no, <laughs> you uh, Sasha Cole Baron. No, the original Arthur. Oh, okay. Dudley Moore. I got Dudley you. Moore. Thank you. All right, this one is not called brother and sister. I hope it's about soft or boobs. boobs. <laughs> By the way, are there other kinds of boobs? They're all pretty pretty soft. You like some with tumors in them. Just yeah. <laughs> or, Silicone. It's like yeah. it's like rubbing. A man knuckles. walks into an elevator and accidentally el- and he says, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry." Whoa, there was a glitch. Did you hear that? Yeah. A man walks into an elevator and accidentally el- and he says, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry, man." That was either <laughs> when I transferred it over, there was a glitch, or I'm praying that the glitch is actually on the disc itself. That, that would fill yes. me with goodness. Maybe he trimmed the fat from the. Disc. <laughs> <laughs> For but, he, but he doesn't have his editing skills now, clearly. <laughs> so he, you know what? I'm not prepared to go with that. I think he actually edited this joke and fucked it up. He was like, "This one's total shit with this middle part." <laughs> <laughs> once in his life. <laughs> All right. A man walks into an elevator and accidentally el- and he says, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry, ma'am, but if your heart is as soft as your breast, I hope you'll forgive me." She says, "Yeah, let me tell you this. If your dick is as hard as your elbow, I'm in room 327." Oh. oh God. Hey. So how does that make you feel as a comic, Stephen? <laughs> how does it make you feel to think that Ed is at the top of the chain? I, I can't. I don't accept this premise. You, you guys are like everyone I just in think, here wants to believe that this guy's like winning. He's I think, a cruise ship no, comic. I know. I, we all know. Don't break the illusion. <laughs> all I want to say, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Oh. I hope that Randy Holton has his like film reel together, like to just <laughs> they challenge Ed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm for that. I'm for it. I'm gonna win it to win it. He's talking know. boobs. He's talking incest. That's right. Did he kill a baby in a joke yet? <laughs> uh, no, but the incest one was that was a deep cut. I, he hasn't he hasn't gone that dark on any of these other jokes. You I haven't mean, listened to this album a couple times. We've never listened to it. We're listening. You're hearing these jokes at the same time we are. So you got this recently, or you've just had? I this? got it last Christmas, so I've had this for about a year now. We. Right. I don't know how familiar you are with us and with this, but our second episode was just this. Okay. Like we recorded our second episode maybe in January. Yeah. Like early January. Uh, we we were still trying to figure out what the fuck we were gonna do. You guys turn around episodes fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll be out sometime 2021. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we we have a pretty solid schedule. It's like two episodes, yeah. But it's like two episodes a month. But even then, like, what? This was your fault, man. You wanted to bank them, so we're banking, yeah. pal. All right. I don't care. I'm fine by me. Um, we're getting them out. But um, 
like, there's like a hundred jokes on here. Well, that's charitable. I wouldn't call most of them jokes. <laughs> uh. There's a hundred sentences. There's on a lot it. of content on this. <laughs> that's even that's too generous. There's a lot of words on this. There scene. are a lot of things said out loud. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely talked into a microphone. He did. Yeah. Not unlike that. How do you, you, now that you've said that, part of my brain goes like, did he know he was being recorded? Uh, (laughs) Or did someone just go, hey, uh, tell me a hundred of the funniest jokes you've ever You're saying this is like his Snowden mixtape? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like like the NSA put this out as some COINTELPRO bullshit. (laughs) They're like, oh man, happy bear, fucking Russian hackers, you know what? And... Yeah. That's the solution. <laughs> Gotta give something for boomer parents to give their kids. <laughs> what if, like... <laughs> what if this is an endurance that we're listening to? Like, he's struggling right. to come up with another one. And he's like, fuck, I've told every joke I know. And he's, like, scratching his head. He's, like, sweating... I gotta get this CD out. I got my cruise launches next week. I don't know what to do. I already spent my advance. <laughs> I can guarantee he did that entire album in one take. Well, we already heard the edits, so I, I'm willing to accept that he actually did do some editing. Yeah, but me, he probably did editing. But I'm saying he probably front to back just recorded one take. <laughs> yeah. To me, I prefer the narrative of Ed walked into a professional studio and but, was a sound design guy. <laughs> but it was like a. This would have been before Fiverr, but it was like a Fiverr situation. Yeah. Where he just found a studio and just went in like, I'm going to tell a hundred jokes. So this guy, I don't know. cut. We he went, that one next. He went all over the country, like, curating these jokes, <laughs> for sure. Like, he was at barbershops, like, what do you got for me this week, Tony? <laughs> right. Where are we, Tennessee? What joke you got about incest? <laughs> what we don't know is that this whole album is just a labor of love. This is like somebody doing research. You know, he, he like you said, he traveled the world. And he was like, I want to hear the best jokes. <laughs> the things that make you really laugh in Sioux Falls. <laughs> 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 well, kids, it's been an hour. Oh. And, uh, Can we get one more to go out on? <laughs> oh, you want to? One yeah. more. Wait. <laughs> Somebody mark a calendar. No one has asked for another <laughs> joke. This is this is Oliver asking for more gruel. I don't know how to accept this problem. I don't know how to accept that this is happening. It's hurting my brain. I love the beauty and the disaster. I like going to open mics. Like, it's great. <laughs> That's why we started. Here's what happened. <laughs> when we started doing this, we were laughing at it. But yeah. halfway through that hour, we were not happy. Right. So, no, this is... This one is called Hold Up Fist. Hold Up Fist. A 90-year-old woman is walking around in a cafeteria in a nursing home. She's holding up her fist and says, hey! If any man in this room can guess what's in my hand, you can have sex with me. One guy way in the back yells out, Yeah, an elephant. And the woman says to the guy, Close enough. I, that's not his first old horny people joke. I like the old horny people jokes. That, that makes me smile. I actually enjoyed that one. There was another one where, like, this old woman was looking for an excuse to look at the other old guy's balls. Mm. And that one made me happy, too. I, but, like I said, I think that time, too. I don't think you're la- you're happy because of the joke. I think you're just happy at the idea of, like, yeah, old people still fuck. And, <laughs> and it's recognizable as a joke. I, I appreciate right. that. Yeah. I appreciate the time and the effort you put into making a joke on this joke CD. <laughs> yeah. He committed. Yeah. Well, uh, I feel drained. Ed, Ed got me again. That son of a bitch. Uh, it's time for us to. Uh, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. Mic. Say your real son. K U Y Y. Because we like you. Uh, please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's already done. What are you talking and, uh, about? Oh God! This will be the first one to get pulled. <laughs> So, uh, before we go, though, as always, anything you want to tell our fine folks at home about? 
Um, we we put out a podcast called How to Die Alone. You probably heard the other two. I know you've at least heard Matt. Yeah. Matt Williams. Who's gone and dead to us now? Um, <laughs> no. We replaced him with Matt Carter. Oh, that's right. Well, we, we have we, on. We, Yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. You guys just did your uh, second year uh, goodbye for Matt. Yeah. At, uh, like, it was like an IHOP, like, I have big boy room. Yeah. yeah, where like they recorded an episode and invited like guests to show up. Oh wow! You know, so cool. that that's when you said goodbye to Matt and replace him with Matt Carter. Yeah, aka not Matt Fernandez. <laughs> yeah, no. just just, just uh, any Matt. Right. Once once Matt Carter goes away, we'll try an angle for Fernandez. Fernandez. <laughs> you're you're working your way up in that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We have the better of the best. Yeah. Well, I'm Alan Dempsey. And I'm Rafiq Shaheen, and you can find our guest. Oh, so the How Dial In podcast, and also, uh, I don't know when this is coming out. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say a very far out date. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 23rd through April 22nd, uh, 26th, I'll be uh, hosting for Monroe Martin at Side Splitters. Very nice. Do you have any social media or anything you want to? It's Stephen Hangry, spelled like hungry but with an A, on all social media. That's okay. what I go with. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so how about this? Perfect. So how about that? So how about this? 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 How about this?